The backwoods are pretty crazy. You never really know what you're gonna find out there. From crazy monsters to strange people, the backwoods are no stranger to strange and horrific stories. Welcome back to the swamp, my friends, and welcome if you're new. Today I'm going to be sharing some creepy and downright strange backwoods horror stories sent in by viewers just like you. Now, these stories are allegedly true by the people who sent them in. If you have a story that you would like to share of your own on the show, be sure to submit it at swampdweller.net or the email you can find in the description down below. I would love to share your story with everyone here in the swamp. It's stories like yours that help keep us going on a daily basis. Don't forget to slap that like button, subscribe if you're new, and get ready for these creepy and allegedly true backwoods horror stories that'll freak you out tonight. Are you losing so much sleep it's scary? Introducing Ghost Bed, the mattress company that understands your need for a peaceful night's sleep. Even amidst the mysteries of the paranormal and strange things we find out in the woods. With over 20 years of experience, Ghost Bed knows the importance of a good night's rest, especially when you're immersed in chilling ghost stories and crazy crimes that we cover on the swamp. That's why they've created the perfect beds to help you drift off peacefully. With signature and patented cooling technology in mattresses, GhostBed keeps you cool and relaxed through the night, no matter how haunted your dreams or thoughts may be. Say goodbye to restless nights and say hello to blissful sleep. And here's the best part. GhostBed offers a 101-night sleep trial. You can experience the otherworldly comfort of GhostBed in the comfort of your own home and make sure it's right for you risk-free. Plus, mattresses ship free, and most items ship within 24 hours, so you'll be sleeping better in no time. Now, I can tell you for sure, I absolutely love my ghost bed pillows. I've been using them for a couple months now since they sent them to me, and honestly, I've been feeling more rested than ever. The cooling technology really keeps me cool at night, and I don't have any sweating problems, and my family's prone to having that for sure. So, if you're ready to face the supernatural with a well-rested spirit, visit ghostbed.com today. For a limited time, head to ghostbed.com swamped and use code swamped for 40% off your purchase site-wide. Again, for a limited time only, head to ghostbed.com swamped and use code swamped for 40% off your purchase site-wide. The Darkest Part of the Woods by Ian F. Usually I listen to YouTuber horror stories just before camping to get good ones to scare my friends. I usually laugh at how dumb sounding some of them are and thought they were all made up until one happened to me. My nine friends and three adults were camping near Flaming Gorge in Utah. We stayed for three nights. Our teenagers ranged from 14 to 18, so being teenagers, we told scary stories until about 1 a.m. every single night. We told stories like the black-eyed children, the whistling man, and the helper. Everything was normal, and it was all pretty much fun until the last night. We had been joking about not looking at the darkest part of the woods because your mind would play tricks on you. The adults were at a separate camp a few hundred yards away and couldn't really hear us. We had three tents and in the middle of a scary part of one of the stories about disappearing people, our tent shook hard. We all perked up and stared at each other. I and two others walked to check it out. No one was outside or inside. 
only one other party was camping far down the road. They were a few older people, and we didn't think they would bug us. We looked around again and there was no one there, but a rock about the size of my fist lay there. I was shook. Someone had thrown a rock at our tent to scare us, that's for sure. We thought maybe it was the adults, but they were in the opposite direction. We just shook it off. Things like this happened again and again, and that's when we really started to get worried. There were two 18-year-olds with us, Max and Caden, who weren't the type to get easily scared, that's for sure. Max was huge and robust, and Caden loved horror movies, so he didn't get scared easily. We knew it wasn't good when they were freaked out. We were all jumpy, and I guess at this point pretty loud because the adults came and told us to quiet down. We told them what happened, and they all began to laugh thinking we were joking and left us behind once more. It was almost midnight when we decided to go quiet down a little bit more and try to listen to the person doing this to us so we could talk or yell at them. We finally heard a loud snap as we saw a massive branch break from very high up in a tree. We screamed and shined our lights the way we heard it. We saw the snapped branch and nothing else though. We then saw a rock explode in the fire. Luckily it was small and didn't hurt anyone, but it scared us bad enough that we jumped in my six person tent. Ten of us. It wasn't too pleasant. We finally went out and immediately regretted it. We went back to the fire and stoked it. We figured by now it was a person and we weren't really scared but more pissed off. We never could catch them with the light, which terrified us all. Nothing happened for quite a few minutes, so we figured maybe they had stopped for the night. Then, we heard something. We decided we would all need to work together to find this person. We went into the forest. We were all terrified. What happened next has messed up camping for us for the longest time. We had an uneasy feeling, and that's when we heard it. A raspy, eerie whistle. We all screamed and ran to the tent. We heard it nonstop. That's the other thing that makes us think it couldn't be human. There were no breaks in the whistling to catch a breath, just the creepy whistle for about 15 minutes straight. We ran back to our tent, like I said, and we hid in there and never went out for the rest of the night. I know this ending is pretty anticlimactic, but that's our story, and it still makes camping weird for us to this day. Wexford County Dogman by Allotted Flea Let me preface this by saying this as an accurate account of what I went through five years ago. I lived in northern Michigan near Wexford County when this occurred. I've always been fascinated by urban legends and tales of supernatural creatures. I've heard of the Dogman since I was young, and I first heard the legend played on the radio many moons ago. A mysterious creature said to roam the forest of the Great Lakes region, and with my fascination came a sense of wanting to find the animal and to see it for myself if it was truly out there. Armed with a curious mind and a flashlight, I would explore the woods near my hometown. It was an overcast night, with only the dim glow of the stars to really guide my path. As I ventured deeper into the forest, I couldn't shake off that feeling of being watched by something. Every rustle of the leaves and snap of a twig sent shivers down my spine, but I pressed on, my curiosity overpowering my unease. Little did I know how much of a mistake it was to ignore my instincts. 
After what felt like hours of wandering, I stumbled forward. An eerie silence blanketed the forest as if a switch was flipped, and all the sounds in the world seemingly disappeared. Something drew me toward it, an invisible force urging me to step closer. That's when I surveyed my surroundings in detail and saw it. A pair of glowing amber eyes staring at me from the shadows. My heart skipped a beat as the creature revealed itself. A massive canine-like figure standing up on two legs. Its fur was matted and dark. Its eyes glowed with an otherworldly light. It, it was a dogman, no doubt. And it had fixed its gaze upon me. A primal fear surged through my veins and I stumbled back, dropping my flashlight in the process. And with but a moment's hesitation, I turned and ran as fast as my legs would carry me. Heavy footsteps pounded behind me, growing louder and closer with each passing second. I could hear its snarls and the sharp snapping of its jaws, hungry for the chase. My breath grew ragged and my muscles screamed in protest, but the adrenaline fueled my desperate sprint. Branches whipped against my face and the forest seemed to rise up to trip me, but I passed through, determined to escape the clutches of the monstrous dogman. My lungs burned and my vision blurred as I reached the edge of the woods. My house stood just a few yards away, its light providing a beacon of hope. Summoning my last strength reserves, I sprinted across the yard and flung open the front door. I slammed it shut, panting heavily as I leaned up against it, my heart racing, pounding in my chest, feeling like it would explode at any second. I felt relief and terror as I looked through the window and saw the dogman standing at the edge of the clearing, its gaze still fixed upon me. Its mouth curled up into a wicked snarl, revealing sharp, glistening teeth and what looked like a cruel and deranged smile. For just a moment, we locked eyes, a battle of wills between human and beast. I knew I had escaped, but the encounter had left an indelible mark on my soul. The dogman had shown me the darkness lurking just beyond the realm of our understanding, and it was a sight I would never forget. To this day, I am plagued by the memory of that night. The image of the dogman's glowing eyes and sinister grin haunts my dreams. A constant reminder of the terrors in the shadows. I warn anyone who dares to venture into the Michigan wilderness, beware the dogman's domain. It may be an urban legend to some, but it's all too real for those who have encountered its hostility. The forest hides its secret well, and the dogman waits patiently for its next victim. Since then, I haven't been able to look at the woods without a shudder going down my spine, hoping that I don't see those amber eyes staring back at me. If I were to give you all any advice at all, it would be to do not go out into the woods at night. Backwoods Virginia is no joke by Jackson T. The crisp autumn air tickled my face as I ventured deeper into the vast wilderness of the backwoods in Virginia. I had always found solace in the solitude of nature, but this solo hiking trip was my escape from the chaos of the city. Little did I know that this journey would turn sinister, plunging me into a nightmarish world I could have never imagined. As I trekked along the narrow, winding trail, a sense of unease settled over me. It started as a subtle tingling in the back of my neck, a fleeting whisper of a presence lurking just beyond my line of sight. I shrugged it off as my mind playing tricks on me, 
dismissing it as a byproduct of the eerie atmosphere of the forest. But the feeling, it persisted, growing stronger with each passing step. Seeing eyes were watching my every move, studying my vulnerability. A shiver racing down my spine and I couldn't shake the creeping sensation that I was being stalked. I stopped in my tracks, my heart pounding, and glanced around expecting to glimpse my pursuer. However, the forest remained eerily still, not a single leaf rustling and no sign of movement. I reasoned that it must have been my overactive imagination, fueled by my stories that I have heard a million times on the internet. I had also heard local folklore about these woods, but I figured these were mere figments of my subconscious. Determined to shake off my unfounded fears, I continued my hike, quickening my pace and the distance between myself and whatever oppressive presence was following me. But the relentless feeling of being hunted clung to me like a suffocating shadow. With each passing minute, I intensified. This drove me to the edge of paranoia. I decided to take a break and gather my composure. I found a fallen log near a trickling stream and sat down, trying to catch my breath any way I could. The forest silence weighed heavily upon me, broken only by the faint rustling of leaves and the distant hoot of an owl. I scanned the surroundings, my eyes darting from tree to tree expecting to see the lurking figure but nothing ever revealed itself. Suddenly, I caught a glimpse of movement out of the corner of my eye, a fleeting shadow darting between the trees. My heart skipped a beat as I leapt to my feet, adrenaline surging through my veins. I called out, my voice trembling. Is someone there? Silence greeted my words, mocking my unease. I convinced myself that it was just a woodland creature scurrying away, nothing more nothing less. Yet my trepidation, it persisted, urging me to investigate further. With a deep breath, I ventured off the trail, pushing through the underbrush towards where I had seen the shadowy figure. The forest grew denser, its embrace growing tighter as if it was a warning for me to turn back. But for some weird reason, almost like I was possessed, I pressed on, my curiosity fueled by the fear and determination I felt. Minutes turned into hours as I trudged more profoundly into the wilderness. The foliage grew thicker, casting elongated shadows that danced around me. The oppressive silence was broken only by the rhythmic thump of my heartbeat. My senses were on high alert, every rustle of the leaves and distant crack of branches echoing like an alarm in my mind. Then, as if emerging from a twisted nightmare, I stumbled upon a clearing, a macabre tableau frozen in time. The ground was littered with decaying carcasses, the rotting flesh picked clean by scavengers. The stench of death filled the air, suffocating and repulsive. My stomach turned, threatening to unleash its contents. I cast in horror, recoiling as I recognized and realized the gruesome truth. These were not remains of animals. They were human. A wave of nausea crashed over me, and bile rose in my throat. The magnitude of the horror before me was incomprehensible. How could this be? How, who could have done such a thing? A noise behind me shattered the silence, wrenching me from my shock-induced stupor. 
I spun around, my heart pounding in my ears, only to come face to face with the source of my terror. It stood there, towering over me, a monstrous figure covered in tattered rags, its grotesque face hidden beneath a mask of stitched-together flesh. Fear paralyzed my every muscle as I found myself trapped in its gaze. It had lifeless eyes. Its mouth was opened, emitting an otherworldly hiss that seemed to penetrate my very soul. My mind reeled, unable to comprehend the nightmarish entity before me. With an unholy speed, the creature lunged towards me, its jagged claws reaching out to tear me apart. At that moment, pure instinct took over and I sprinted away, my legs pumping with desperate adrenaline. The forest became a blur of shapes and colors as I raced through the undergrowth, desperate to escape the clutches of this abomination. My heart pounded in my chest, my breath coming in ragged gasps as I sprinted back toward the trail. The creature's blood-curdling screams echoed behind me, growing more distant with every step. I dared not to stop, I dared not to look back, afraid its horrifying visage would haunt my dreams forever. Finally, I burst out onto the trail, gasping for air, my body drenched in sweat. I stumbled forward, propelled by sheer willpower, until I reached the safety of my car. With trembling hands, I fumbled for the keys, slammed the door shut, locking myself in with the sanctuary of the vehicle. I peered through the windshield, scanning the tree line, half expecting the creature to emerge from the shadows at any given moment, but it remained hidden within the forest depths, its malice lurking in the darkness. As I drove away, my mind was a whirlwind of terror and disbelief. I knew the horrors I had witnessed would forever haunt me. Virginia's backwoods held ancient and evil secrets that were better left undisturbed. And as long as that creature roamed freely, I could never be sure it wouldn't find me again, lurking in the shadows, waiting to claim its next victim. The Michigan Boonies by Anonymous This story takes place in the boonies of Allenson, Michigan, about two years ago. I was over at my best friend Marcus's house. His house, for reference, is like a large barn-like structure with a basement. It was about the second week into the summer, and we were up for a snack run, like we normally do when it gets late, and we don't like to wake his grandparents. I don't get scared very easy, and I've always had unnaturally great hearing. So... I could tell when someone was moving around even in the dark with my eyes closed, and know where they were, and a rough idea of how tall they were, and how far they would be. I was pretty great for hide-and-seek. My friend Marcus and our other friends soon began to realize that I was pretty hard to play against. It was around 2 or 3 a.m. We were wide awake and bored. We decided to start a small campfire in the backyard next to their camper, about 300 yards away from the house and surrounding Marcus's grandparents' house is nothing but woods. We sit down and talk for a while, and then our friend Jay wanted to go into the camper for a while because he gets cold easy, and there are blankets in there. We decided that we would go in with him because he didn't want to be left alone. I was watching the fire because it always calms me down. I decided to stay out by the fire for a little longer. I started to realize that there were no crickets or bullfrogs making any noise, so I glanced around with my back to the camper and I didn't see anything. At least, 
not at first, so I didn't think anything of it. I start hearing more footsteps, though, coming from the edge of the woods. I looked up to see this dog-like creature on the edge of the woods, just behind the tree line. Its head was easily five to six feet from the ground with yellowish-green eyes that seemed to glow. I didn't think anything of it, because animals are curious, just like we humans are. But I kept an eye on it. But not three minutes later, Marcus comes out of the camper and locked eyes with something to the left. There were two shadowy-like figures walking back and forth in the field, getting closer and closer. He sits down beside me while watching the figures and asked me if I saw them too. I told him I did and described exactly what I was seeing. I told him it felt like they were about 200 feet away and low to the ground. I pointed out the creature I was staring down in the tree line as well and told him to keep an eye out if they got closer, and if they did, go inside the camper and not to come out unless I said otherwise. But thankfully, it didn't come to that. Morning broke and we were all pretty tired, but then I checked later in the day where the creature stood to see if there were any footprints or anything. I did notice that the grass was matted down, but I didn't notice any distinct footmarks. I didn't tell Marcus or Jay that, because I wanted to keep them out of that stuff, and because once you've had an encounter with one, you're bound to have another one or so. Thank you for sharing my story. I'd appreciate it a lot if I could get any sort of ideas of what it may be. I've been watching your channel for a few years now, and I love the encounters everyone has shared. I think what I saw that night might be a dogman, but I'm not sure. A Cold Day in Louisiana by Anonymous Here's a story that occurred to me about four years ago. It was an abnormally cold day. Sure, it can get cold in the late parts of the year, but usually in Louisiana, it doesn't get that cold. Maybe around the high 50s, maybe 60s, but on that day... It was in the low 20s. The carbon dioxide was like a cigarette smoke that came from my mouth as I sighed. I had two layers of coats on, very heavy coats, plus a bunch of other stuff to keep me warm. It was a long day at school, and I was ready to get out of there. The school is surrounded by somewhat dense forest. I always look in the tree line as I walk home from school, because I just feel like I'm not alone and I'm being watched. As school ended... I eagerly barked out of the gate and started walking home. My house is a good 30, maybe 40 minutes away. I walked down the same path through the woods as I always did, when suddenly I heard a scream, or more like a screech, that echoed in the forest. It has probably been 20 minutes since I began my walk through the woods, and it's already getting dark. I then begin to smell the stench of something rotten. That is when I almost trip on something. I looked down and almost puked. There, in front of me, were the horrifically mangled remains of a man who had gone missing a few days prior. I froze and moved only my eyes spastically left to right. Nothing. Suddenly, 
The, the, the same screech echoed in the woods, but this time closer than before. I froze again. Then I heard the spine-chilling crunch of leaves and sticks not too far away from where I was. Then, from out of nowhere, the temperature suddenly spiked. It went from freezing to what felt like summer weather, meaning that it gets to almost 110 degrees out of nowhere. By now, I was scared out of my mind. I started fast walking when something felt like it was watching me. I swerved around, and with the dying light, I saw it. It was fast. So fast that I only caught the sheer size of whatever it was. It was at least eight feet tall. I screamed unintentionally and ran. Then, I tripped on the roots of a tree that were probably three-fourths of the way through the forest, which ended up absolutely murdering my right leg. Then, I saw those eyes. It was pitch black and the temperature was so dang hot. But, I know what I was looking at. It was a set of eyes at least 15 feet away just staring at me. They were glowing yellow with jet black viper pupils. I slowly reached in my back pocket, not leaving the vision of those eyes. My fingers met my phone and I pulled it out gingerly. I turned the flashlight on and I still have nightmares about it to this day. In the few seconds I had, I screamed the absolute crap out of my lungs at that sight. The beast was dark crimson in color almost like blood. Its sternum protruded from its chest with a point. It had long, black hair with two curved crimson horns. It had two pairs of blood-red wings. The upper ones were massive while the lower ones were shorter and thinner. A long crimson tail flicked in the air as well. Instead of fingers, it had what I can describe more like clawed talons. But what the most horrifying thing about this creature was was its unholy grin. That darn grin was stretching to its ears and its teeth were huge. It, uh, like, th these teeth, if I had to guess, were at least an, a foot long or so. They were like kitchen knives. Before I could even take a picture, it ran off with such speed that it pulled air away. I started limping away, not noticing that the bone in my leg was literally protruding through my skin. Then I fell, looked up, and there it was. It grabbed me and hoisted me in the air. It had me face to face. It snorted in my face. It reeked of decay. It was the most disgusting thing I think I've ever smelled in my life. I was 13 at the time, and I was a major wuss, some would say. I cried. I sobbed, and my face went to tears. It is at that point the creature, maybe feeling sympathetic, cocked its head and put a finger to my mouth. It was burning hot and felt like stone. Then, everything went black. When I came to, I was at my front door, confused. I looked around and saw very clearly the same glowing eyes at me from bushes in the garden. But as soon as I saw them, they vanished. I then looked down at my leg to see that it was back to normal. But I turned my leg over to see something, or someone carved a huge symbol into my knee. I don't know what it was I saw, but I started writing short stories about it ever since. Thanks for listening to these creepy and allegedly true backwoods horror stories that'll freak you out tonight. 
If you enjoyed these stories, please be sure to slap that like button silly as it helps me out a ton. The more likes this episode gets, the more YouTube promotes it and that helps the swamp grow its ever-expanding waters. If you're new to the swamp, why not join us? Hit that subscribe button and turn on notifications to never miss a new episode, as I upload them almost every single day, and all things natural and supernatural. If you have a story that you would like to share in a future episode, be sure to submit your story at swampdweller.net or the email you can find in the description down below. You can also submit it on Reddit via r slash thedarkswamp. I would love to see your story and share it with everyone here in the swamp. It's stories like yours that help keep this show going on a daily basis. If you're on the go and don't have YouTube Premium, but still want to download and listen to your favorite Swamp Dweller scary stories no matter where you are, you can download them absolutely free from Spotify, Apple Podcast, Stitcher Radio, Google Podcast, and pretty much everywhere else you find your favorite podcast online. I'd love to know in the comments down below what story was your favorite tonight that helps me pick better stories in the future. If you made it all the way to the end, I would love to see you commenting the code word down below. Today's code word is BLUEFISH. Be sure to comment that down below. The funniest comment will get pinned on the top as always. I always love seeing your funny comments. They give me a good chuckle and they definitely brighten my day. Thank you guys as always for supporting the swamp the way you do. I'll see you all soon with another creepy episode.